Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Podcast. So today's episode is kind of a heavy on the mindset kind of episode that I kind of enjoy doing the mindset episodes the last little while. I've been really enjoying doing the solo episodes and the feedback has been amazing in kind of from clients and DMs. And it's kind of based off what clients are saying to me on a daily basis from the female fat loss program that has just finished up to the one-to-one clients that I am working with at the minute and an amazing group of clients that I have at the minute which is it's really exciting to see the changes that are happening from mindset to transformations to all or nothing approaches being dropped to improving relationships with food to getting to getting wedding ready to postnatal prenatal pregnancy all these different types of things PCOS endometriosis menopause perimenopause like the, the 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 difference the variety of clients is amazing to see and it, it's it's really cool to see that that message is kind of being put out there and it's kind of relating with with a lot of people that are out there I think one of the things that's going to be a lot of very relatable today is the element of resentment and how it can impact you from a weight perspective and ultimately a happiness perspective and i'm not saying that weight and happiness are correlated or directly linked but what i'm saying is that we can ultimately feel very frustrated and disappointed and this can be a normal part of life it can be higher or lower for some people but if you're feeling a little bit more envious a little bit more bitter a little bit more angry and hard done by chances are that you're feeling resentful and this this impact this episode may not relate to some of you but i know i'm talking to individuals that i know that this will relate to so i hope they am they are listening so i'm the thing with the resentment is is that it can really really impact your physical your mental health your your weight loss efforts your relationships and ultimately your overall happiness so we need to understand what resentment is first and there are a few various different definitions that i've kind of quickly googled before i kind of press record on the microphone so it can be a feeling of anger because you've been forced to accept something that you, that you do not like. It can be a feeling of indignant displeasure or persistent ill will at something regarded as wrong, insult or injury. Or it can be better indignation at having been treated unfairly. Now, some of you might be like, that's me. Some of you be like, I know someone like that. So the best, but perhaps one of the biggest definitions of resentment came from Nelson Mandela. So... Nelson Mandela was a man who was in prison for 27 years because he believed in inequality. He famously said, resentment is like drinking poison and then hoping it will kill your enemies. So once you understand what resentment is and how it affects you, you'll understand how, how true that definition actually is. So some of the signs that could be out there for you about being resentful are feeling angry or frustrated. And it comes in a complex variety of different emotions, especially recurring negative ones, but towards certain people or situations. And signs that include, that may include that you're resentful, could include angry, frustrated, feeling hostile, comparing yourself with other people, constantly watching what other people do, feeling happy when others fail, feeling jealous or angry when others succeed, gossiping or talking about other people who are succeeding, trying to knock them down, holding a grudge against a particular person, being unable to stop thinking about certain people or situations that trigger these emotions, feeling bitter, having tense or toxic relationships, feeling worthless or inadequate, thinking it's not fair, giving people the cold shoulder, displaying passive aggressive behavior, being prickly or putting a walls up or defense mechanism against certain people in certain situations, 
taking things personally as well and putting down other people or making disparaging remarks about what they do. So now that we've kind of, you may have gone through that list again and kind of said, right, that's me, that's me, that's me, or I know someone that is like that. But how can this actually, this resentment, this trend impact your weight? Well, the thing is that it's a very short-term thing and while it may feel good to, to direct your feelings in the short term towards someone or something, in the end, the only person that you really, really hurt with resentment is yourself. You're too busy watching other people to focus on yourself or your own journey. And when you feel resentful, you spend a lot of time watching what others do. Spending your energy watching other people means you can't focus on the things that are actually important to you and what will actually bring you closer to your goal or ensure success which will keep you going around in circles in this negative feedback loop. This will lead to ultimately more frustration and further feelings of resentment. So one of the big things that can happen for an awful lot of people in this situation is they can ultimately end up self-sabotaging themselves with emotional decisions. So what I mean by that is when you actually let resentment ruin your life or run your life, you'll feel negative emotions most of the time. And this will increase ultimately the likelihood of you making emotional decisions which we all know usually don't end very well. And so for example, you be, may be so envious of someone else's weight loss success that you don't take the time to understand or accept that they have had to work hard or what ultimately that they have may, may have been restrictive in order to get there. You don't understand what they've done to get there, whether it be a healthy approach or a holistic approach or the right approach. Instead, you may feel that they are lucky. You may ultimately start to believe that I can't do this you may ultimately start looking externally and saying, well, it's my metabolism or I'm at a certain age and I can't do this. It might think that it's like, well, it's the sweeteners that are doing this. It's the carbohydrates that are doing this. It's oh, my social life is doing this. Or why is it Why is it, Why is is it? it me? You may feel that they're the lucky ones while nothing good ever happens to you because you feel so badly internally about yourself. You'll end up self-sabotaging yourself by engaging in emotional eating to deal with things to soothe soothe your feelings another thing that doesn't help an awful lot of people is they don't celebrate their wins and what i'm finding now with clients at the minute that have been working with me for a while is that negative connotations toward themselves are changing drastically and one of the things i put onto my check-ins whether it be the group or the one-to-one is three small wins that you've had this week are non-scale victory wins it could be literally that you tied your shoelace it could be that you went out for a walk with your parents it could be that you went for an ice cream with your kids it could be simply that you had a date night it could be anything but feeling resentful all the time means you won't be able to be present and you won't be able to celebrate your wins so when you focus on what others are doing and feel jealous of their ultimate success your wins may seem insignificant so focusing on what you haven't achieved by comparing yourself with someone else will leave you feeling frustrated and will erode your actual confidence itself. And this means that you'll be slow to take action, you'll doubt yourself, you'll doubt the journey, and you'll live a life that's based on fear. However, this isn't a life to be worshipped and letting other people do their thing and focusing on the, on your own path can ultimately help you to celebrate your progress, no matter how small. And this will also improve your confidence over time and keep you more motivated to keep progressing forward. Too many people, I always talk about non-scale victories with clients. And that non-scale victory is your energy up, your libido up, clothes feeling better, measurements going down, strength in the gym, performance in 5Ks, whatever it may be. They're non-scale victories. But 
so often we're driven by what the scales are saying and we forget everything else. We actually don't take our progress pictures and look at where we first started to where we're at now. And I'm not going to sit here and say that those progress pictures at the very start are not uncomfortable. But through, through discomfort, change happens. But ultimately, too many people are like, well, the scales is the only dictator. But there's a massive difference between weight loss and fat loss. Weight loss is what the scales can read. And it's going to change whatever you do. It doesn't matter what you do. Once you start to accept that the scales will do what it wants and you've no control over it, that's when true change happens. And then fat loss is what the measurements, your body composition, those that the, how your clothes are feeling, that's fat loss. And fat loss is probably a better indicator of health markers because you're losing that visceral fat around your, your organs, your particular body. But if you only go by what the, what the scales are saying, you're going to be in this negative feedback loop for a very long time because ultimately what that negative feedback loop is portraying is if that scales goes up, you associate it with being a bad person. If it goes down, you're a good person. But it's ultimately not what's at play. Ultimately, it's what you're caring what other people think. You're thinking that in order to get, if the scales goes down, you're going to get validation for your efforts. And validation for your efforts is from other people. You need this initial quick reaction, validation effort to feel that you're on the right path. But if you're only basing it off what the scales are saying, that's only fleeting. And that will only be a short-term solution, only a short-term fix for yourself. Another thing that can be at play is you don't have power to change your own situation. When you, when, when you resent situations or people, you give your power away for free. And resentment is a form of blaming others for your situation instead of actually taking responsibility for where you find yourself. And if you continually believe that others are responsible for where you are, you'll never have the power to make the changes for you to, ha to have the body that you want and feel good in. You'll end up feeling more stressed. You'll end up having these more negative emotions, feeling angry or bitter and watching what other people are doing. And this is more exhausting. You'll end up scrolling on social media, believing that you need to look a certain way. That the first thing you see in the morning is big Betty booty or your six pack piece. And then you, you're wondering why you're in a lower mood straight away in the day. Then you go onto your phone straight before you go to bed and you're looking at the same pictures and you're wondering why you're in a negative mood before you go to bed. And this can take its toll, this body composition. Too many people are trying to change themselves out of hate. I've never seen that work. Never seen it work. And then if you're stressed about how you look, what generally comes into it is the one comfort that's been in throughout your life, which is food. So ultimately, if your goal is weight loss and you're more stressed, what can happen is some people will either undereat or they'll overeat. And if they're overeating, generally then that comes with the ultimate thing of it's going to potentially gain weight if you're eating more calories than your body needs over a consistent amount of time. It's not the types of food, it's the, the intent behind it, which is to numb how you're feeling about yourself. And food is the comfort that you're using or the comfort blanket that you're using. And this is ultimately a loop and feedback loop that a lot of people fall into that they try to change themselves out of hate and when they haven't got that validation from a piece of plastic what comes into it is well this is poor me this why does this person look this way why can't i look that way you need to be able to celebrate your own uniqueness now, there's no point in me comparing myself to a triathlete or to the rock because it's it's not a fair comparison nor do i want to look like that but what an awful lot of people don't realize is ultimately your 
body goals to someone else out there. And I think a lot of people forget that. That your body should be celebrated. Your body shouldn't be abused. Your body should be unique. Your body should be your own. Your body has given you... It's quite spectacular in what it's able to do. But too many people don't ultimately unfortunately don't have a, a, a positive creative feed around how they look and how they feel where it's like i feel fat come into mind straight away ultimately fat's not a feeling fat is when people are saying feeling fat it's ultimately the self-worth and how you see yourself or self-esteem which is linked to what other people are thinking and the quickest way that you can put yourself down before anyone else can is saying the word fat now it's not very helpful and that can have a knock-on effect into the next chapter or the next section is, which is you'll have poor relationships. And resentment can really, really destroy relationships, whether they be romantic, friendships, or even family-based. And you, when you resent other people, you'll, feel, you'll often feel angry, find fault with them, you'll argue with them, or detach from them altogether. And that's if the other party doesn't break up with you first. And poor relationships can ultimately make you feel lonely, anxious, stressed, depressed, and which can impact on your overall health as your weight. And that's when food can kind of come into a little bit more. You end up potentially eating that a little bit more or emotionally eating that a little bit more. And sometimes one of the big things that can happen with people who are maybe more prone to emotional eating is that they often look at a half glass empty attitude. So instead of focusing on what is good in their life, they focus on the negatives. One, they haven't been taught, so it's not their fault. They may have mental health issues like anxiety or personality disorders or ADHDs or ADHD. But this constant focus on the negative can cause you to feel empty on the inside and that there is actually nothing positive going on in your life. And when you actually feel empty, you're more likely to turn to food, alcohol, substances, to fill that void, to cover that emotion. But you need to look at it from a point of view, is it serving you temporarily? Or is it serving you long term? And my guess is it's serving you temporarily that whole element of emotional eating. If you think about when you're so uncomfortable in the evenings and you're sitting down and you've potentially been on the go all week and then it comes to, well, I deserve this or I've had a tough week so I'm going to eat this or this whole element of a toxic positivity element to it. It's a very fleeting, quick response to fix the solution that's potentially going on with that negative emotion that you may be having. It's not a long-term solution. We're great at, as humans to looking for that quick fix, that quick solution. But that, though, a lot, many of the quick fixes and solutions that many people listen to this will have gone for over the past is making the journey longer for them. And that's going to hit home. Those fad diets with quick fixes that you keep going for in order to lose four, 4 kg in a day in order to get ready for a holiday, it's ultimately making the situation longer for you. That knocks on to your self-esteem and your self-worth, how you see it yourself. Because it, it ships away your confidence. So how do we actually get past this element of resentment? Now that we actually have a better understanding of it and how it affects you, it, it's easy to see that the only person it hurts is actually you. It's ironic. Which why it's, it's really, really important to be able to get past this. The first thing you need to do is you need to ultimately take responsibility. So like resentment is a way to justify your failures by explaining them in terms of being treated unfairly. Or because we are victims of injustice. But when we actually take responsibility for the circumstances in our lives, you'll find there is no room for resentment. The truth is that 
weight loss success or successful weight loss or success in in any endeavor is due to consistency it's due to a little bit of hard work and having the right strategy it's not down to special treatment ultimately there are there is some element of luck along the way for some people when it comes to like careers and selling businesses and all that kind of stuff but when you take a step back and stop blaming other people for like sabotaging you by having those extra drinks i was i was forced to have a drink i was have forced to go on a night out or i was forced to have the extra food by my parents or my aunties or relatives or friends when i'm out for meals no one else is forcing you to do that that's a case of wanting to fit in that's a case of wanting to be accepted that you need feel that you need to fit into society in order to do that you need to feel that food is the way to do that food is an amazing thing we can't fail food food will always be there for us we're fortunate in this world that we live in this first world country that we have food in abundance and that's why our brains are unable to process with the amount of abundance we still have that scarcity mode of we don't know when our next meal is going to come from so we think of when it was down to the caveman kind of era they didn't know when their their next meal was going to come from so when they did have their meal they potentially overate so our brains are not able to process the amount of food that's abundance to us right now so when we see it we go into scarcity mode and say right i don't know when this next one's going to come so we eat it without conscious eating we don't know when we're full we don't know when we're hungry all these kind of different things but when we actually take responsibility for our own actions and behaviors around food and our habits that's when you'll start to lead yourself to where you say you want to go you own you're the only one that has the power to change things if you want to too many people will do the next thing which is start you need to stop focusing on the result it's really really easy to resent others who are not overweight or have succeeded in losing weight when you desperately want the same thing you may see progress pictures that i potentially pulled up and say well why is that not me and i've had messages before from clients very early on in the journey saying i want to look like that and this often happens when they're focusing on the end result or their goal weight but when you actually end up focusing on the end result you won't be able to take the right actions to get you there so for example you won't learn the actual lessons you won't be willing to change the habits. You won't want, you won't be able to change the habit. Instead, you're focused on the journey that lies in front of you, not the results you want or the results someone else has already achieved. You need to drop that level of self-entitlement as well. And resentment is born from self-entitlement, which is believing you have the right to something or that you deserve privileges, resources, outcomes without doing any of the work to deserve them. And there is an element of that kind of has that has crept in in my generation, if not the generation before and definitely the generation after, that we deserve these things. And self-entitlement can ultimately lead you to believe that you should be able to lose weight without putting any effort in. And I'm not talking like effort doesn't mean doing marathons every single day. Effort could be simply just having the odd meal prepped or it could be having some sort of or getting a food shop in or it could be going for a walk. That's what effort is. Effort is different. But when you start to re-navigate that and rewire that, it's not really effort over time. You bring in one of those things 
each week or each month to focus on and you'll start to assume that it's a habit. A perfect example of this would be me having come back from holidays for about 10 days. Now, I was driving home after long ass travel and I was, I really didn't want to go to the shop. I was like, I just want to go to bed. And I was dying with hay fever, tired after a stag and I was like, I just want to go to bed. But I was kind of like, right, I can either take this turn on the motorway to get to the shop and do a food shop and then I can relax or else I can go home now and go to bed and have no food in the house set me up for the week. Now I knew which one in my head I needed to do and I know one that would suit me better but I also had that voice in my head telling me to no just go home and go to bed but I'm delighted that I decided that this habit that I've ingrained in myself not out of self-entitlement but not out of hard work but out of a habit allowed me to go to the shop get the food shop in and allowed me to set myself up for the week. So I know my Mondays and my Tuesdays are my mental days with clients. So I know that I need to set myself for success so that I can eat regularly throughout the day, that I can have the energy to be able to get my walks in, to be able to get my energy up, to feel full, to feel focused, to have energy, to be able to concentrate and give my best to my clients. And as a byproduct, they get the best version of me. So everybody wins. And then the next day, when the, on the first day of the Monday, I was like, I set an alarm on my phone. I didn't want to go for the walk on Monday, but I was like, right, no, I need to do this. So when I came back from the walk, I felt energized. I felt amazing. But those two things would have felt like effort maybe six years ago. And I'm not saying it takes that length of time to kind of create that kind of habit or whatever it is, but you still have that voice in your head saying, I just don't do it. It's easier not to do it. And that's the thing. When we get tired, when we get emotional, when we get stressed, and when we get sick, we go for the quickest fix because it's quicker and easier in the short term. But if you lock longer term, it's a hell of a lot easier. And it's, it, it's a thing you call using perspective. I knew that by me getting something as simple as a shop in, I had perspective and saying, right, if I get these in, then the food in the house for the for at least until Thursday. At least I'm set up for the week knowing what my roughly what my meals are for the week. And that will help me to feel better, help me to get myself back into a regular routine and increase the chances of me eating more regularly, feeling more energized and be able to focus and concentrate and have more energy after what has been a fairly full on 10 days. But feeling resentful towards people who have been successful is not aiding you in any way. And we need to look at, say, weight loss or fitness as a process, not as a punishment, not as a resenting tool. And it will take time. I don't think a lot of, but ultimately one of the self-sabotaging things that a lot of people do is they put an end goal on their weight loss or fat loss. And it's normally a very, very small kind of, normally it's a kind of like, it's too quick. Like I'm going to lose 10 kg in eight weeks. I'm like, could it be done? Yes. Is it possible? Yes. Would it be healthy in approach? No. We need to look at and commit to a process, not doing things when it's only easier when we feel like up to it because people will blame motivation. But if you ever look at when you're motivated, it's generally when you're in a good mood, when you've slept, when you haven't drank, when you've been doing what you said you want to do. Motivation is very linked to your, your mood. Ever notice when it goes down, it's when your mood is lower. But you don't go to work when it suits you. 
You don't look after your kids when it suits you. You don't pay your bills when it suits you. So we need to focus more on what we actually can do instead of focusing on what we can't. Focus on what you can do. This will require you to stop comparing yourself with others and focusing on your own journey. So for example, if you have an injury of some kind that is making certain movements or exercise a little bit difficult for you right now, focus on the movements and exercises you can do after checking in with a physio rather than feeling sorry for yourself. It's normal to feel sorry for yourself. I'm not saying that you should just suck it up and do it. That's not what I'm saying. And it's normal to have those kind of couple of days or one day here and there that we don't feel like doing anything. And we do feel sorry for ourselves because we don't feel safe. We don't know how to deal with things that are out of our control. But in my opinion, successful weight loss is not because of big actions. It's due to small incremental actions that compound over time. So any step that you make towards that goal can be worthwhile to, and that can be a really, really worthwhile one. That could be simply getting the shopping. That could simply be going for a walk. That be simply making a lunch that you don't feel like doing. It could be prepping that meal. It could be going to the gym. It could be ringing a friend for a walk. Any of those are slowly bringing yourself to your goal. So a really big sentence that you could say to yourself is, what will help me get me to my goal today? It doesn't have to be huge. But those small incremental things add up over time and compound over time. You need to celebrate your achievements. You need to celebrate what you've already achieved because it's incredibly important as it helps to keep you excited, motivated and provides you with with kind of like a, a positive reinforcement loop. Celebrating your achievements will help to keep resentment busy and at bay because you'll be focusing on the good things. You'll be focusing on what you've already achieved instead of comparing yourself to someone else and saying, right, I want this, I want more, I want more, I want more. And thinking of how unfair it will be because they've achieved everything that you wanted to. So that, like, in summary, you need to think of like resentment, like drinking poison and then hoping it kills your enemies. But the ultimate thing is it can impact your physical and mental health. It can impact how you see you. It can be done to eliminate resentment by taking responsibility for your current situations rather than that self-entitlement. You need to celebrate what you can do, celebrate what you have achieved, celebrate your non-scale victories. And this all can be done. Um, is it easy? No. But it can be done. So if you've enjoyed this episode at all, please do tag me up on your stories. Please leave a message. Please leave a comment. Please leave a review up on iTunes and Spotify. So hopefully you have enjoyed this episode on resentment. And I will talk to you very, very soon.